With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something, something from Lord Lattimore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. Incomplete. You are listening to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, and I am joined by Lori Lattimore Volkman and Tim Lynch uh, today. Uh, something something Broncos is brought to you by winning with the win over the chargers. All of our problems are solved. <laughs> I wasn't sure when I could laugh <laughs> like winning. Is that a new company? It's a new sponsor. Yeah. Winning, winning. <laughs> All of our problems are solved. The Broncos uh, are finally in the win column. So, so much for that first overall pick. Uh, that's all right, though. Uh, it feels good. It feels good, though, right? We got we to gotta win. Old stop crashing down on top of us for one week. How does it feel? How does it feel to be uh, victorious over the Chargers? We get to stop talking about, is this a must-win game? Is this the end if the Broncos don't win? Blah, blah, blah. It's nice to just talk about the, how they won, how they can take that formula and, and you know build from there. Well, I'm, I'm going to dive into the fan pulse results since we're talking about winning fan pulse we were at 14 percent confidence before last week and the broncos win and straight back up to the middle at 46 wow one win 
if we were like good podcasters, we would have like a contest with each other and say like, what do you think it's at now? And I would be like 19% and I would have been terribly wrong. I would have been at 75 easily. 80, 75. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, well, there you go. If you get the same experience, uh, uh, Tim, where would you have come in? Well, I'm just saying if they win two in a row, we're, we'll be back in the 70s. I mean, Broncos Broncos fans are notoriously optimistic. I mean, we are too. It's just, that's just the way we are. We're not Jets fans. You know, we're not Redskins fans. Or- it's like a guy drowning in a swimming pool. It's like, it's like, it's like, <laughs> like, like when you're under the water, you're like, it looks so dire. You're not going to make it. But then you come up and you get that breath of air and you see the, the vista in front of you, the sunset. It's all beautiful. And then, and then you go back under again. <laughs> Fans are notoriously optimistic. I think they're notoriously extremist. If we lose, it's the worst thing. We're terrible. We're never going to win again. And we win, we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Part of me thinks we're not unique because both the Cardinals and the Vikings fans were down in the teens, and then their teams won, and they're they're right there with us in the 40s. So maybe winning just makes people feel good. And and you know, we feel good right now. And that's that's the important part. And we got a is a division win and we should feel good about that. Damn it. Yeah, and we let right. Philip Rivers have it in his house. Sort of in LA. We had him we gave we gave it to him <laughs> in LA. We made Keenan Allen mad. So it's all worth it. You make Rivers pout and you make Keenan Allen eat his words. It's good stuff. See now you have to edit your photo on your Twitter account, Jess, and add a jock strap next to those two <laughs> gold chains uh, in the Broncos <laughs> trophy case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what Tim is talking about is uh, on my Twitter account, I have uh, a, a live look at the Broncos trophy case. And uh, shortly after the Aqib Talib uh, chain ripping uh, instances, plural, uh, with uh, Michael Crabtree, I uh, photoshopped in a little. Um, a little necklace stand with two gold chains on there. So if if, uh, if you want to take a look at that, you can check it out at at Jezru on Twitter. It's uh, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. I'd love to see it now with the jock strap hanging over. One of those <laughs> right. <party> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's really a lot you could do with a jock strap and a picture like that. <laughs> <laughs> Any other feelings about the Charger game? I mean, are we are we okay to just celebrate the win and, and as it as it was as like a beautiful package that pissed off Keenan Allen and and move on to the Titans? Or is there anything else that we need to to say? It's not like the Broncos were perfect. It was we we won the game. We were able to kind of put together a complete game for most of the game, but the second half was still frustrating especially the third quarter so we still need to not lose momentum just because we get a lead which was really nice getting a lead is is a new thing in broncos country getting a lead with more than a minute remaining in the game is (laughs) right right but getting a first down in the third quarter would be a nice uh addition to next week's matchup i think right just keep adding those tools to the toolbox Yeah, it's it's crazy to think the Broncos were two roughing the passer penalties away from being three and two right now. And and just think about how different things would be right now. You can't do anything to change it. So they're one and four and they have a chance to get to two and four before they take on the Chiefs at home on Thursday Thursday night football. If the Broncos won the next two games, imagine how quickly things would turn 
in terms of optimism and excitement. I mean, it could be the beginning of a run. I think the chances of that happening are pretty low, but I, I'm a fan. I can't help but think of you know the best case scenario in the next 10 days. Even if we don't go on a run, but we beat the Chiefs. Holmes is hobbled. You know, he's got an ankle issue. That's a chance. They've been beaten, and there's a bit of a blueprint for how you do that. So, you know, what's really exciting about that game on Sunday was not just that we won, but that we kind of saw our defense come together in spite of being decimated by injuries. We lost Bradley Chubb to an ACL injury early in the week. During the game, we lost Devontae Bosby. We had to shift around the defensive line, and we brought in Mike Purcell, who had an awesome game. And Kareem Jackson ended up having an awesome game. Alexander Johnson, great game. So we found some new players that are going to make a difference the rest of the year. So it's pretty exciting to think that as we go up against some of these high-powered offenses that we're going to face, like the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans, but even, to some extent, Marcus Mariota and the Titans, that we have a defense that can hang with them and cause some trouble. And at the same time, we have an offense that can keep scoring points and score touchdowns and keep moving the ball and moving the chains. This weekend will be a good test because the best part of the Titans team is their defense. They haven't allowed teams to get more than an average of 15 points per game. And so... (laughs) For the Broncos, who haven't averaged much more than that anyway, that's going to be a big test. But at least we're seeing a very competent and improving offense and a defense that definitely doesn't look as confused and in disarray. And even in spite of losing a couple of top players to injury, we are seeing how some of these younger guys are able to, to contribute and still keep this defense rolling. Yeah, last last week was the first time Vic Fangio, I felt like that's why we hired the guy. That's why we brought in the coach with the best defense in the league. It took him a few games, but it felt like last week he finally figured out what personnel he needed to use to be successful on defense. While the offense struggled in the third quarter and let the Chargers get back in the game, kind of, the defense didn't. I mean, the defense, they played outstanding for the entire 60 minutes. They didn't give up an offensive touchdown. You know, there was that punt return, uh, end zone interception. They forced a fumble at the goal line on another scoring opportunity. I mean, they played they played incredible all game long. I like Mike Purcell at nose tackle. I uh, watched some film on him. He he is a run-stopping beast. I, they got a steal. I, I don't know where they found this guy, but I'm just excited. I want to see them, how they do against the Titans, who have a good offensive line, a good running back, and if they can stuff the run next week with this new lineup that Fangio brought out last week, I mean, that defense is going to be solid. It's already got the back end figure out, kind of. It sucks that Devontae Bosby got hurt. With the scheme that Fangio had, it seemed like the guys that came in weren't quite as good, but they were good enough, and that's that's what you need. So how do we feel about the Titans? Are we, are we going to kick some butt? Are we going <laughs> to kick some, kick some ass? Because I, I would like to kick some ass. I could do two wins in a row. You're, you might get two wins in a row. You're not going to get a spanking because the, the Titans' defense is pretty stingy, pretty good, top 10 in every category. So Well, well, so is our offense. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that brings up a good point. Our offensive line has been looking better too, and that's going to be key against this Titans' defense. They are not top 10 in scoring on offense, Jess. 
They haven't quite figured out how to score points. <laughs> well, but <laughs> what's that matter? Week six, come on. <laughs> They're just figuring it out. They'll get the hang of it here sooner or later. Just like Fangio figuring out his personnel, it seems like Scandrell is kind of figuring out the plays that our offense can run well and how to use Philip Lindsay, not just as a running back, but as a, a pass catching back and getting those tight ends involved. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, who we would probably all argue is our best wide receiver, our clutch guy, he had one target last week and the offense, you know, still rocked and rolled because Cortland Sutton had a few targets, but mostly because of the tight ends and the running backs. Yeah, Philip Lindsay, look out. He's I like that guy. He's good. He's, he's good. He may not he may have some opinions on, you know, the fans and everything, and I disagree with that. But I like him as a player and I think he's good. And stop sicking his sister on me, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm checking my Twitter mentions and it's like, ah, it's Philip Lindsay's sister again. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> Has she been harassing you? Only at your encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're welcome. She's like, it's two weeks old. And it's like, it doesn't get any less relevant because it's a week old. It's not two weeks old. Anyway. <laughs> you know, you, you know what? Me. You know how often we hear from... Selvin Young's sister these days? Not at all. There you go. That's, you just wait. I wonder how much of our audience is Googling Selvin Young right now. Oh, oh, the running back out of Texas. He's, you know, amazing. Amazing. He was supposed to be the next Terrell Davis, I remember. They all were. Right. They, right, they all were. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, all right, so predictions for the Titans game. Well, let's see. With the Titans' offense, Marcus Mariota has been really good at protecting the ball. They've been pretty efficient as an offense. They've got Derrick Henry, so it's going to really be up to our defense to stop the run again, and I think they're going to do it. And our offense is going to be going up a really stout defense, particularly a good secondary, so I think our running game, likewise, is going to have to be on its A game. So... I'm going to go with maybe a, a lower scoring game, Broncos 21, Titans 13. I am going to predict a win as well, but I don't think the offense is going to score that many points. I'm going to say 16 to 10 Broncos. <laughs> 21, 19, Broncos win. Uh, there will be a... Uh, roughing the passer call on the Titans that will give the Broncos the victory. <laughs> it will be poetic victory, won't it? We are due to make goods on this, okay? we like They're going to come, guys. They're going to come. I want that to happen with the Chiefs game. That would be that would be amazing to, to have them lose because they get a bad call. The Chiefs have the second-to-worst defense uh, run defense in the league, so if the Broncos want to run the ball, 
Good you might get two, 250, you know, out of that game. So we'll see. Uh, and when you said that, I just all of a sudden had flashes of, now's a good time for us to get our passing game going. <laughs> <laughs> that was Bill Musgrave's office. Should we do the mystery question? I'm ready. You ready, Lori? Yep, I'm ready. Mystery question. Okay, well, uh, this Sunday... The Fantennial is happening. They are going to put Champ Bailey in the Ring of Fame and unveil Pat Bolin's Hall of Fame plaque. So it's a, it's a very Ring of Fame-centric game. And so looking at the Ring of Fame, who is your favorite Ring of Famer and why, Tim? My favorite Ring of Famer right now is Steve Atwater because he is a Hall of Famer who has been snubbed. And the Ring of Fame is all he's gotten recognition for, for being the all decades 90s safety that he was so that's my guy right now that'll change when he gets in the hall because i know he will but for now he's my favorite ring of famer because he's the most disrespected great player in the nfl right now facts buddy (laughs) (laughs) and Lori, now that he's taken yours exactly (laughs) i'm gonna go with rick upchurch partly because I was actually at the game where when he was inducted into the Ring of Fame. So that was kind of cool. And he was the very first autograph from a Bronco I got when I was seven years old. And they were doing training camp at Colorado State. And my grandpa took me. And I have a little autograph book. And I got his autograph and Red Miller. I find it hard to pick just one because there's so many great ones and there's so much great Broncos history. Like I, you know, I'm leaning Floyd little, a little bit. I like, I like Floyd and I did an interview with Floyd and I really like him like as a person and, and he, you know, saves the Denver Broncos. So that, that can't be uh, given short shrift. Um, And then, you know, I thought I'd go kind of weird and be like Jim Turner because he threw a pass in like the 1977 playoffs that, enabled the Broncos to go to their first Super Bowl, which is great. Um, but I'm going to go back to my childhood. I'm, I'm going to – John Elway's the easy pick. I'm, I'm going to avoid that, avoid that. But I got to go Dan Reeves because uh, of how uh, how he talked. I mean, you know, he would he would be on, like, the, those local coaches shows in, in Denver, and, and my dad used to always uh, – uh, crack wise at him because he would answer every question with well we and so they'd be like well how how did it go against the chargers well we did well we we did this and well are we going to get the passing game going well we tried well we're going to do this and so so the uh, uh my whole childhood was you know learning how to throw the football and and like not catching it and my dad being like well you know Dan Reeves says, if you can touch the football, you should be able to catch it. And be like, oh, he's right. He's right. <laughs> so so a lot of my formative years, uh, the, the, the coaching hand of, of Dan Reeves. So, so that is my, po- my choice, my pick uh, for my favorite Ring of Famer in this I, moment. I was at the game that he was inducted to. Was he the same year as Rick Upchurch? Yes, and Gene Mingo, I believe. Yeah, I have the yeah, little yeah. poster on my wall right over there. <laughs> they do a good job. I love how the Broncos, they do great videos beforehand of each player. They have a great alumni. They did these posters that were awesome. And then they, the, the year John Lynch and someone else, when John Lynch went in, I was like, where's the poster? I, like, I need the poster. I've got the collection in my basement framed on the wall. And they're like, oh, sorry, no posters this year. So I'm like, where's the poster? 
I got screwed out of my poster. Posters are great memorabilia. I drew a stick figure drawing of John Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> Although John Lynch that year, he didn't wear like a suit or anything. He wore like a puffy vest. And it was kind of like, I mean, it was orange. That's fine. But it was like, you know, this is kind of a big deal. You might want to put on like a nice shirt or something. He's like, actually, I played for the Bucks, So this is kind of awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say it. You have been listening to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place with Tim Lynch and Lori Lettimore Volkman. We are all contributors to milehighreport.com, and you can catch the Something Something broadcast every single Friday. Every Friday, 3 a.m., you can stay up and download our podcast. You can even you can download it and listen to it during the week. We don't care. Just give it a listen. Thanks for listening. Uh, stay awesome. And um, fuck you. <laughs> A correction on the reporting of the foul. Both teams were on the both up. Both fouls were on the kicking team. Is Lori okay? Why? It's just your. It's just your picture. Listening to something, something Broncos. I am just placed, joined by Lori Lattimore, Volkman, and Tim Lynch, and some stranger in the background. Is that is that, that, is wife. that your wife? I get two wins in a row, row you're not going to get a uh, a spanking. <laughs> there you go. All right, that's the best I got. I got. I got. I now have to sprint to the the elementary school to go find fairies. You've been listening to something something Bronco, a feature of MileHighReport.com with Lori Lattimore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com.